Hey y'all, it's a two cups of tea. And you know, I love having a hot cup of tea when I'm talking to my girl, Trudy. I know that's right. And you know why? Because I'm always spilling that tea. <laughs> so they need to grab their cup of tea and join you and I every week on our podcast, The Two Cups of Tea. Hey y'all, this is Two Cups of Tea. Welcome to part two of our discussion on unity. We're talking about these years and we still got, I have a child at home, you got two. What do we think is going to be like when we get ready to retire and the kids are gone? Well, I wonder, I mean, the things that we value today or that we find important today, will they lend themselves to us 20 years from now? You know, when we're in retirement age or maybe 15 years from now, maybe not 20, maybe in 15 years. What will be things uh, that probably will make it change? I'm sure like we'll probably will be retired, maybe close to it in 15 years, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, kids so will be gone. Kids will know, be gone. Out the Hopefully house. they'll be gone and have their own lives in 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Well, definitely. I yeah. Mean, I mean, will you stay, you know, in your same home? Will you stay in the same state? You know, I don't know if you talked about where you really want to retire. I mean, we've not had a whole lot of conversations we know we're not going to just be here forever and ever but um and it's it's really strange when you think about when you have more than one child because what if one moves to one state and the other moves to another state you know how would that change like you know will we be in the middle where we just say okay well we're going to live where we want we'll go visit our kids wherever they are um just you know I mean, even when you think about your, 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 um, siblings, yeah, you know, my parents, that's what I think yeah, about your parents. Like, yeah, in 15 years, you know, will one of them need to come live with me? Would I have to move closer to assist? I mean, you know, all of that. I would just hope that the marriage I have today, it will sustain. And if it needs to, you know, marriage evolves and change and grows as you mm-hmm. grow and change. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I got married at 28. I'm 52. I'm, right. I, I know I'm not the same woman I was at 28. The core of me is still the same, but obviously mm-hmm. I have different thoughts and different views based on my experiences and things that we've just gone through in life together between, you know, job changes and home changes and mm-hmm. losing family members, uh, the pandemic. I mean, all types of stuff. We've, we've experienced it all, right? You know? Yeah. And that's, so, that's what marriage is. It's, that's what marriage it's is. So changes. It definitely is. So I would hope that if we can weather all that we've weathered thus far, there should be nothing that we can't weather in the next 15 years. And right. that's why it's important to um, keep the communication open. So when you and, when you and uh, your husband have a disagreement, is there any... Do, how do you handle it? Do y'all like have a disagreement and maybe get into a little screaming thing or argument or walk <laughs> away? Or do you like, <laughs> well, 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 if I reverse, <laughs> if I rewind and go back, okay. our disagreements were, you know, I want to settle it now. And he was like, later, I would okay. be up in his face. Like, no, let's talk about this now. He would be like, later. You fast forward with growth and communication. He would always tell me, T, because he's the type of person he needs to digest what's going on and walk away and come back. So he started using the phrase, I'm going to ring the bell. Mm. He's going to ring the bell. Like, this is time out. Like, 
seriously, let me walk away, you walk away, and then we come back. And that has worked very, very well in our marriage. We argue very little now. Like it's, it's almost like it doesn't even happen. But if we have disagreements, he voices his, I voice mine. Sometimes we just compromise. Sometimes we just, you know what? It, it's the conversation just, it sort of ends, but we don't walk away with no bad feelings. You know, we don't go to bed mad. We don't do any of that. Um, I do think it depends on the level of what the discussion is about because, you know, as women, we tend to want to just keep talking about it and get closure. So I may go back and, um, you know, want to revisit it. But um, yeah, I, I'd say it's totally different than what it was, but now we just kind of talk it through and we make decisions and we just move on. Well, well, you said something that was a little, what's the argument versus a disagreement? So do you think argument is yelling and disagreement is just talking? Cause you use those words, like they were two different things and maybe it is to you, but I just wanted to know what do yeah, you mean to, by that? Uh, disagreement. Yeah. Our arguments. So back in the day, I would feel like we had more arguments. Like we would okay. just, you know, things that if you think about it, you're like, what are we arguing about? But we just argued more about nonsense. Now, okay. if something comes up, it may just be, well, I don't agree with this. This is why he doesn't agree with this. And this is why. And like I said, sometimes there is no resolution. Sometimes we just, you know, it is what it is. And, and that's it. So that that's what I meant. And hopefully I cleared that up. Yeah. So for us, I am a um, handle stuff now type of person. I, mm -hmm. I am the person that, and Chuck is a, um, he doesn't argue if he probably uh, definitely early on in the marriage, he never like, I'm the type of person I get, believe it or not, I can be, I can be high strung. <laughs> <laughs> See why you had to say that, believe it or not, go ahead. <laughs> Believe it or not, I know people might not believe this, but I can be a little high strung. And when I'm passionate about something, I can get a little loud. Mm -hmm. So I am the person that if, if you've done something or I feel like something needs to be discussed, I want to hash it out now. I want it to be done. And mm -hmm. once I get it out, oh, I want to hug and kiss you. No, no, no. My husband is like, oh, you think you're going to do that and then kiss me? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. Oh. Leave me alone for a little while. And I'm the opposite. <laughs> Because okay. to me, like, you got it out. You should be fine. No, it don't work like that with him. He'll, he'll be that mad is, for a minute. Yeah. So we're, we're totally different on that. So then he got to the point where he'd be like, oh, I ain't paying you no mind. He, mm -hmm. he let, you get all, get all worked up, Trudy. And that, you know, that I'm really going to keep going. You oh, don't you like knowing me? <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, heck no. <laughs> oh, man. So that was, so probably now I'm trying to think. We very, I remember this was years ago. We've probably had in the 23 years of marriage, maybe three, I would say arguments, right? And one mm -hmm. we had, I remember, I don't even remember what it was about, but I remember mm -hmm. going to work and feeling like really like bad, you know? Uh -huh. And um, at that time I worked in Georgetown and he worked in DC, but we lived in mm -hmm. Laurel, right? Mm -hmm. Our jobs were like 25 minutes from each other or so. Mm -hmm. and came to work. I remember just feeling like really upset, but you know, I went on like it was a regular day. Honey, I look up and he is at my job to take me to lunch. Seriously? I was like, I'm not lying to you. I mean, literally now where I worked at, I worked for an architectural firm and you would 
there was like, when you came into the building, there was like, a, you know, you had to go to our reception office and then come mm-hmm. upstairs to the floor mm-hmm. we worked on. And he literally had to come upstairs and walk in our suite. And I look up and I'm like, hey, hey, yeah. It was a little late. And I'm thinking my mind, either he coming to tell me he leaving my ass. Or... <laughs> One of the most jarring things that's ever happened in our, like it really like freaked me out. But he came because, so he said, okay. I said, okay, we'll go to lunch. So I ended up going mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. It was like not right, right at lunchtime, but he came mm-hmm. at the time. He know that I typically go. And so when we got outside, he said, I had to come because I didn't like how I felt and I didn't like mm-hmm. how you left things. And I, I didn't, I couldn't go my day like that. And I was like, oh my God. Yes. He so, had wrestled you know, with we, him. Yeah. We talked it out and hugged and kissed and went to lunch and it was good, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was something though, but it was, I think it was a telling sign that he felt the same thing. I felt that it was bad yeah. mm-hmm. and that maybe if he hadn't have come, who knows, would it have gone on that night? Like, I, was I, we, I mean, I will never that. know. I will never know. I was going to ask you that, like, even though you felt some kind of way and to you, you were I didn't like, know okay, how to I'm approach gonna... it at that time. I mean, okay. I probably would have called him later in the day or, I mean, this was before, I don't even know if I had a cell phone. I'm, I'm probably sure I did because he got me a cell phone when I was pregnant, but. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I had a cell phone, but I don't know if I would have called or what I would have done. But to me, mm-hmm. that says a lot about him and, you know, what he thought about our marriage. And I'm glad we both felt that it was bad and we wanted to mm-hmm. it, I can't even remember what it was about. Right. And that how it always is. Those yeah. little small little things that just blow up, yeah. but it, it left you some kind of way. So right. that got me thinking. So do you and Chuck do like a check-in every day? now and then like do you do you assess your marriage meaning you know you know how you are you know how he is do you ever say hey honey you know are you good with me or is there anything that you want to talk to me about or I'm not doing or those types of things do you guys do that I don't think we do formal check-ins but we do do check-ins like I'll say like if I know it has been a while since we had like date night or certain long time Mm -hmm. or I've been busy then I'll be like I need to I'll know in my mind, I need to give him some time, you know, mm-hmm. feel like I need to give him some extra time. So I'll plan something mm-hmm. for us to do. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we do date nights in our basement, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, date night on the patio or pre COVID, we would actually go out on a date night. Um, right. But I find a way for us to, during that time to talk, not formally say, you know, is there anything about me, but how's everything? Is there anything you want to talk about? I do do it that way. Okay. Um, I'm trying, I do it that way. And I can tell, I've known him long enough that I can tell when he needs either, he needs something from me, you know, mm-hmm, whether mm-hmm. it's a talk, whether it's affection or he's just struggling with something. I know him well enough to know that. Okay. I don't know, and I hate to say this, my a male audience, don't get mad at me, but I don't know if he can sense things the same way I can, you know, what? Mm-hmm. like the, the woman's mm-hmm. intuition. But mm-hmm. what I can say is he does randomly, um, you know, give me gifts or will do something for me unexpected. Like, you know, there was a time when every night he would run my bath water. Like it was without mm-hmm. a doubt. Like that was just, mm-hmm. he, I didn't ask him. He started doing that, you know, way early in the marriage and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, obviously things have changed over the years. It's not the same all the time that every night, but, right? Um, he does other things as his way of doing it, but we don't do a mm-hmm. formal check-in, but that's, 
That's a good one. And I, I like definitely the tip with the ring the bell. I might use that one. But what about you yeah. guys? Do you do a check-in? We we do. I tend to, so I'm, I, I like to communicate. I, I've said that more than once, but I do because, you know, life is busy and our, our schedules right now, it's been like this for a while. It's, it's kind of hectic. I don't really get to see Daryl the way that I want. And I'm okay with that. You know, a couple of years ago, this would have been like, uh-uh, your time needs to be here. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm past that. He's, you know, he has two jobs. He teaches boxing. He's a coach. So he's have a commitment with those young um, men and women and, and trying to get them where they want to be. And it's his passion. So okay. I'm okay. You're supporting and, his I'm supporting activity. him. And I am, I, I, I am good where our marriage is. I don't need to know where he is every second, you know, but we do do check-ins because one, I want to know, is there anything lacking? Um, mm-hmm. You know, is there anything that I'm not giving to him or is there anything that he wants to talk to me about? You know, is he still attracted to me? You know, mm-hmm. I ask those questions like you know you know like hey you're still attracted to me you know and I want pure honesty you know I mean you ask him I mean I do I I think that's that's interesting and not I mean it is and it isn't why I say that is you're just checking in but you don't have a reason to think that he's not oh no absolutely not no this is not about me thinking that he's doing anything or anything like that this is just saying hey I want to know, does my husband still love me? Wait, he says, yes, he shows and says it. Does he still want me? Do I still want him? Is there, because all too many times, you know, and I've been married before, you don't communicate enough. I don't want to be told. I don't want to find out that he was unhappy. He didn't know how to say it. He went and cheated and I got to find out. Look, come to me talk to me. So there's areas of improvement. Like I'll say this and I do say it sometimes. Like I tell him all the time, like, honey, I need you to do a little bit more spoiling for me. Like spoiling me, meaning can you cook me a meal? Right. <laughs> so for some husband, that's easy breezy. I get that he's not home as much, but let's just say the days that he is home, can I get that meal? Right. And that's all I'm talking about. So I have those types of conversations because it is easy to get complacent and get it comfortable is. and it is. Well, wife, you here, I'm out, you know, you do this, you do that. I do, you know, I take care of a lot and he does too, but can I get a cooked meal every now and then? Cause it means right. a lot to me. Yes. And like you just said, he used to do my bath water all the time too. Bay, go upstairs, your bath water's running. I'd be like, oh, yes. okay. I just calm in there. Now. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I check in when I, when I say that, that's what I mean. Just okay. sort of a, quick check-in. Are you good? Am I good? Is there anything that you need to talk to me that we just haven't had the time to talk about? Um, I don't want no fly by night. Hey, I don't want you by and, you know, talk to me. <laughs> What's going on? You know, <laughs> you know, we all, you know, we all want to feel that we're still, you know, our mate is still looking at us the same way. Right. You know, of, yes, of our course. Bar- bodies have changed you know they have mine haven't changed you know okay (laughs) you know and you know he supports whatever I'm doing in terms of that you know he he tells me all the time you know T I'm here to support you so if you want to work out I got you and I know he does yeah so it's it's, that's what I mean and I I think it has helped a lot yeah 
Well, I, I don't worry about that part if he's uh, attracted or still, yeah. Now I'm gonna say something and people might not like it. This is for adults. We said we an adult podcast. <laughs> yes. Now I'm, like I said, I have been married for 23 years. I've been with my husband for 26 years and I love him. I'm in love with him. I still mm-hmm. think he's a good looking guy. I still think he's mm-hmm. a great guy, but I am at the point in life I don't understand. And maybe it's a woman thing, a man thing, because we have so much, mm-hmm. I'm like you, I'm busy. I mean, Chuck does help mm-hmm. around the house and he, mm-hmm. um, him and my daughter cook one day a week. But do you think that we as women in our fifties and as men in our fifties that we should be having sex? How many every day? How many times a week do you think? Oh gosh. Okay. No, I, no. Do I think? Yeah. No, I don't want it every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just being real. Now, this is going to be a conversation with Tisha's answer. And then if we ever have the husband, he can have his answers. But I could tell you if he was sitting next to me, he would be like, darn right every day. But yeah, (laughs) no, 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 no. What? I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, five days or six, but I can tell you not every day. uh, No. I mean, you think that? What do you think? I don't think every, I think it's reasonable to be two to three days a week. Now, Mm -hmm. there was a time when we were regularly having sex every day of the week. Mm -hmm. But I, I can't, I can't keep that up. (laughs) (laughs) And I need to, and I believe we, you need to preserve something, right? Yes. Yes, you do. Is that, is that wrong? No, it's, it's not. I, (laughs) feel like the, the like those times that I feel like like if I if I'm like hey D you know we need some quality time that's when I can get that moment with him right you know we can reminisce how we met and go down memory lane you know we have done this a lot we would just go somewhere for a nice drive sit in the car put our music on and just share nice. and good conversation you know got our coffee cup in our hand and that is when like all of those, you know, like, yes, you know, I'm feeling you and you feeling me and we just having a good old time together. That's when those you're like, okay, now, yeah, we can, you know, like get more intimate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. every day that's not going to happen. You know, children here, just too much going in at home and it's just not going to happen. And I know a lot of people say with marriage, like, oh God, you got married. Well, there goes the sex out the door. Well, that's not true. Right. But yes, yeah, not every day be, like bunny rabbits. Right. I mean, it should definitely be a priority because I know definitely for men and I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. So I'm, mm-hmm. based on what I've read and my experiences for men, it's more about a physical, physical thing. for yes. women is intimacy. Right. Yeah. And so it's emotional. Emotions have to be tied. I can't be in a bad mood and want to make love. It's not going to happen right. like that. Or, you know, yeah. so it, it's different. So it sounds like from what you said, and I think I've said it too, you know, we had our before marriage, what we thought of marriage, you know, once we got marriage, how that differed from what we really thought, or if we mm-hmm. had thoughts at all, and then mm-hmm. what we think our next phase of marriage will be. But I will definitely right. say this, this window or probably five years, this, 
we're in a pretty good, comfortable, steady window. And I think when you get into that phase, it's not going to always be like it was in the beginning, you know, right. That mm-hmm. you're, you're at each other physically all the mm-hmm. time like that. You might be mm-hmm. like that a couple of days a week, maybe three, four mm-hmm. days a week, or there may be a period where you are like that. I mean, I remember a couple months ago, we were like that, like every day at it. And then both, we were finally like, whoo, we kind of worn out. What, what happened to us? We got a burst. <laughs> like we were in our twenties, <laughs> you know? And so then, you know, you know, we got our friend group thinking what's like that all the time. You you have a burst where it is like that. And for some mm-hmm. reason, you know, that's going on. But then when you get back into the routines and I, you know, I feel yeah. so blessed and I'm sure you do too, that during this pandemic, that we were not that couple who was like, ah, I got to get away from oh, you. Now I have yes. said personally, I do want to go back to, I would like to go back to work just because I'm not really going anywhere. Right. Not mm-hmm. because, and because I, I like my job too, but I think you need that your own outlet, your own identity. But mm-hmm. I feel blessed that I didn't want to leave the house because I don't like my husband. I love right. being with my husband. I've enjoyed, right. you know, all the family time and mm-hmm. blessed that we're both able to still work and, you know, keep everything afloat while, you know, some mm-hmm. families have really been hurting during this time. So I do feel really blessed about that. But it's just interesting that, you know, we both, you know, feel the same way about the different phases of of Mm -hmm. marriage and, and how that's worked out for us. So, yeah, no, I was just going to say, it's definitely been a roller coaster. You know, you have your ups, your downs, your good, your bad, your, you know, your highs, your lows. But I feel like the last, seriously, last seven, eight years, we have had a solid, solid marriage like I feel like every year that we've been married it has just grown that it's just gotten better the love for each other has just grown and I really appreciate you know um who who he is like everything about him his style his personality his you know his commitment his you know commitment to you know taking care of the home never complains you know Yes, the, the, the boxing is definitely a recreational thing for him, but he's committed to it because it's his passion. And I support that. Like you said earlier, I support that. And I'm in a place and where- And he's helping, he's helping youth. It's not all youth though, right? It's some people that are young oh, no, adults. It's some grown, yeah, young adults. So and just helping people, what, um, support their dreams? He's helping people yeah. see their dreams or are some people not doing it for perfect, you know, there, like- There's different reasons. Okay. There's different reasons. There are some people who really want to become pro, um, uh, a pro fighter. And then okay. you have people in there just wanting to get in shape, but they like the aspect of boxing and what it does to your body. Okay. But he's been doing this for about seven, eight years. I and, know. You know, it's it's a lot, and he does take away a lot of his t- family time. But like he said, he tells them all the time, "Look, my family come first. So when there's a need for me to take some time off." That he's going to do it. And he does that. But again, I'm at a place where I'm comfortable and happy and I don't need to be around him 24 seven. But I also love that when he's home, I could be upstairs. He can be downstairs, but it's just knowing that he's, that he's here. here. Right. You know, that's, that's like, I love that, you know, that his, his presence is here, you know, and, you know, I can pick up the phone and call. We can check in, say, how your day going? you know, and it's, it's just good. So, you know, I love that. Yeah. And I've been proud to watch him flourish in that, you know, 
I remember mm-hmm. when he first started doing that. So that's really oh, good. Yeah. We're going to yeah. definitely come and check out, check him out and uh, bring our son and I'm going to get me some mm-hmm. boxing time in, some exercise and book me a Saturday. Okay, I told him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah I told him you were coming. Plan it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely coming. <laughs> and for his time, I'm going to buy him a meal. <laughs> he probably like, I don't need nothing, Trudy. Just come. <laughs> Girl, if you ever ask my husband, what you want? He is crabs. a crab lover. Okay. Oh, well, I know what to God. bring. Crabs. Crabs. Trudy, tell Trudy where my crabs at. Crabs. <laughs> I'm like, Dee, be quiet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I am glad we tackled this uh, life cycle of marriage today. It's a really good topic. Mm-hmm. I hope our audience gets something from it. They can relate or yes. even um, give us a thought or two. They you mm-hmm. know, comment back once we post or email us at our um, email. Two yep. cups of tea, 21 yep. at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah we would love to hear because we know that, like I said, for those that are married, um, we know that your husbands and, and your men and your wives, you love them for your reason. So, yeah, shoot us a line and just kind of let us know if anything that we touched on, if, you know, you want to hear more about, you know, um, marriage as a topic. We right. just kind of went through what we, you know, what yeah. we sort of not just only value, but what, what marriage means to us. And us, it could right. mean a lot more to other people. So, right. Or, yeah. Or our view of the life cycle of marriage, like yes. before marriage, during marriage, and then the next phase of marriage, the, what I say, the post years, the post golden exactly. years, but yeah, it's been a good topic. It's time for Trudy's pop culture, Trudy's pop culture. Well, this week in keeping with the episode's theme all about marriage, I'm going to give you two of my uh, guilty pleasures. One that I would love to talk about is Love and Marriage Huntsville. Honey, honey, hunty. Now, y'all know I am the reality queen. I love a good reality show. And this one is right up my alley because it's African-American couples who are successful in marriage, in business, and their family, but it could just never just be even kill, can it? Just always gotta be something low down and dirty. And in this case, it is the uh-oh, no, no, infidelity. The This show centers around three couples, Martell and Melody Hope, uh, Kimmy and Maurice Scott, and Marceau and Letitia Scott. Martel and Melody were really the nucleus of this group. They basically pitched this show, a different type of show actually, to um, Carlos King, as you guys may or may not know him from Real Housewives of Atlanta um, fame. But um, so this show uh, was really of them really trying to pitch their business about real estate and all that about flipping houses. But in turn, he said to them, hmm, I like you guys. You're a beautiful couple. Do you have any friends? And that's when he brought they brought in their the other two couples as their friends. And so it went along. Unfortunately, Martel had an affair uh, on his wife. And right, I guess she found out right before the first season filmed. And because of that, it ended up coming out, of course, during the course of the first season, second season. And now here we are, the third season that uh, just ended uh, that season, third season last weekend. Well, he now, the divorce is finalized. He has a baby with his wife that's a year and a half old, 
but the person that he had an affair with on and off for five years has a baby too. But, oh, it gets, it gets better. He has gone on this whole campaign to try to smear Melody and all of that. But you could catch more about him or do like I did and go down the whole rabbit hole and research all of it online, which leads to more stuff that you don't even want to know. But let me tell you about the two Scott brothers. Marceau Scott is a general contractor. He's married to Letitia. They have three kids. She was a stay-at-home mom. She is now has a mommy podcast. And she also does some other business ventures and actually um, helps her husband open up their new business called the Black Cigar Lounge in Huntsville. The other couple, Maurice and Kimmy, have a blended family. Kimmy had a son from a previous marriage um, or previous relationship, I should say. I'm not sure if she was married. And uh, her husband had a son from his previous marriage. And so they're all blended together. Kimmy is an RN as well as she does real estate part-time. Maurice has his JD, he's an attorney, but he also has a credit repair business trying to help folks really rebuild their credit and know how important it is. So if all of that, of course, there's always, you know, additional characters like Letitia's mom, Miss Wanda, that comes in from time to time and she gives her son-in-law Marceau uh, plenty of problems. But all in all, I think it's a good show for the most part. I mean, obviously you don't ever want to see someone's marriage unfold and have the hurt and all of that play out. Um, and Melody is just a beautiful woman, spirit, everything about her. And it's a shame that this has transpired to her, you know, publicly and nationally. Well, of course, a man being a man or trying to make it seem as if it wasn't all him, he actually went on the Steve Harvey Morning Show and did the Strawberry Letter Live. Of course, Steve had not watched the show at all, but never fear, Carla and Shirley Strawberry was giving it to him. And plus, Tommy came in a little bit on it. Please check out the show, Love and Marriage Huntsville, on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Another show of mine that also happens to be on the Oprah Winfrey Network is Ready to Love. It is a dating show created by Will Packer. You know, he's directed and produced movies, in, including... Um, Think Like a Man 1 and 2. He did Girls Trip. He's had a lot of success with those movies. And he's gone into uh, this arena of reality TV show Dayton. And this show is hosted by Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Really good show. I've caught the last two seasons. The new season uh, just started last Friday, April 2nd. So if you want to check out a dating uh, from a different perspective, you know, couples in their late 30s, early 40s, looking for love for various reasons. Some of them have been in previous relationships, divorced or never successful at love. It's a good show to check out. And that comes on Friday nights, I believe. And then uh, last but not least, I don't have the other tea here to give her binge this week, but I actually became a, a little bit of a binger and I got hooked on this show called um, Last Chance, you basketball on Netflix. Now these, these last chance you shows have been on from time to time. I've seen it before, like in football, but I don't think I've ever watched a basketball one, but this one had me in from the first episode. And this one actually focused on a junior college out of um, Los Angeles called um, East Los Angeles. And it is, when I tell you it's all kinds of good, it is all kinds of good. You will laugh, you will cry, you would you are rooting for these guys. Um, it's the least this the East Los Angeles College Huskies, and they're um, led by their coach, John Mosley, who is a no-nonsense coach. He doesn't play, 
He keeps it all the way 100 and he will curse you out with you without using any profanity at all because he's just that type of guy. Um, he is lovable. And the three standout um, characters for me from this particular um, season was Deshaun Hyler, who is the, the captain of the team. Um, his mom died of cancer. His uh, first year um, going while he was at college, he was actually at a different school, ended up transferring to a local school. So he's like no parent. His, his dad hasn't been in his life since he was three. Um, so just a really great guy. Another guy that stands out is Joe Hampton. He was like all over talented power forward who went on a um, scholarship. He played for Penn State and then he had a bunch of injuries and then personal turmoil ended up in jail. But, but despite all of that, he um, reached out to um, Coach John and said, you know, I want to play basketball. I heard you might be the guy for me. Help me out. Of course, John brought him on the team. There's a lot that Joe is dealing with um, internally, his anger and all of that, but great player and just just all around, just, you know, a, a guy to watch out for. And then another player um, that stood out to me was um, the, the, the tall guy who him and him and Joe Hampton, Joe Hampton actually didn't start. He would go in as needed, but another one that stands out is Malik Muhammad. You know, he um, is a, another forward tall guy, mom and dad are not together, but they're both in his life, very supportive. And then the last player, KG Allen, and he's just the, the big guy, sweet, another forward, just he's a big burly guy, but just as sweet as he wanna be. You guys, if you're a basketball fan like me, I think I might've stated this before, please check out this show. This is streaming on Netflix, Last Chance to You Basketball. Well, that is Trudy's take for the week. Hope I've given you lots to think about, maybe check out and watch. And as always, I love to give you my spin on pop culture. Before I go, I must not forget to talk about the Great Versus event of last weekend, which was held on Easter between um, the Elements and the Isley Brothers. For those I know you know, the Elements is Earth, Wind & Fire versus the Isley Brothers. Man, oh man, oh man. They showed people how music was done, should be done, and will ever, forevermore be the best way to do music. This was like as big as when Gladys and Patty did it, you know, back last summer, but it was really good. They, both of the groups delivered. And I mean, can we just call Ron Isley grand zaddy? I mean, he got so much swag. It doesn't make any sense. And let's not talk about the fur and his other, uh, the other outfit he wore. He just really tore it up. I mean, Verdine white hair is still laid. I don't know what kind of perm he rocking, but he's still rocking it and feel it. Philip Bailey still has the voice that would just make you go, ow! You, anytime you hear reasons, it makes you want to scream. Just like anytime you hear Ron Isley sing Choosy Lover, you want somebody to be your lover. Until the next time, this is Two Cups of Tea. And as T would say, see ya. See ya.